Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Welcome to the 78th episode of the Pulling Tart Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bobby Kuhn. This week we have Kevin Collins, Director of Public Relations for the Albuquerque Isotopes, AAA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. Make sure to go back and listen through the catalog, everybody. 77 other great episodes with awesome stories and different people that work in minor league baseball. So many different backgrounds. It's awesome. Go back and check all those out. If you want a shout out, guys, it's super simple. Drop a rating and comment on Apple Podcasts. Um, that really helps us out, helps drive us up the charts, turns more people into members of the TARP crew. So uh, stop what you're doing, uh, keep this playing, and go on to Apple Podcasts and drop a rating and comment, please. After only 77 episodes, I decided to make a designated Twitter account for the podcast, so go ahead and follow that at Pulling Tarp Pod. That's where you can find all up-to-date news about the Pulling Tarp Podcast and reach out about coming on as a guest. That's also where businesses can reach out to become sponsors. Uh, you can still always follow me at It's R.A. Coon. That's I-T-S-R-A-C-O-O-N. But for real, go follow the Pulling Tarp Podcast designated Twitter account at Pulling Tarp Pod. With that being said, let's chat with Kevin Collins. What are you What are you drinking tonight? I got um, have this social hour Santa Fe brewery. Okay, nice. So one good thing about New Mexico is they got a lot of good breweries. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. ne- never would have thought that. I'm drinking. Um, so this will be the. F- I'll probably get like a um, summer shandy for the second one, but this is blueberry shrub vodka soda from dogfish head okay all right uh let me know when you're ready to get started and we can just go whenever man yeah i'm ready when you are all right all right kevin welcome on to the pulling tart podcast super excited to have you on man how's the season going so far season is going great also by the way thanks for having me appreciate it uh the season's going great for you know how it started and how everything's going and it's definitely better than last season i can tell you sure um you know it's it's a little weird it's odd um but everybody's making the best of it and we've got some good people here in albuquerque good people in triple i west and um yeah it's 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 going well nice nice so the isotopes are very prominent in pop culture. Um, you know, that's that's one thing. You know, I love to see minor league teams in, 
in pop culture. Um, but like the isotopes are like really out there. Like, so how does it feel to work for a team that was named from the Simpsons? I, I love it. I love, I'm of that age of that, you know, uh, the Simpsons have always been on TV. They always will be on TV in my mind. Um, that, that hungry, hungry Homer episode that we were, that the, the episode that we're named after, um, was kind of like right in my wheelhouse of really watching the Simpsons. So I knew about the Albuquerque isotopes, the fictional Albuquerque isotopes, right. uh, for as long as I can remember. And, um, yeah, just, just going to, I'm a big, uh, theme park guy too. So I really like universal studios and that kind of stuff. And they got yeah. the whole Simpsons land down there and seeing Springfield isotope stuff and isotopes pennants and, when I'm wearing my real life Albuquerque isotope stuff, I think people uh, people have asked me before. They're like, "Where'd you get that?" I'm like, "In Albuquerque." Yeah, <laughs> that's um, pretty cool. So it's it's really cool. It's uh, I love that Simpsons tie-in, and um, they it, it, the, the team actually got voted on. The team name got voted on back when they brought a baseball franchise back to Albuquerque, and um, some of the names were the Roadrunners. Um, the 66ers, I think, and then the, the Dukes, because that's what the team used to be called, mm-hmm. and uh, the Isotopes, and it was just that perfect confluence of events that that episode was right out right around that time, and they and it, it, it got, it blew the competition out of the water. Nice, nice. There are some, like, Simpsons tie-ins, like, around the ballpark and, like, with your merchandise and stuff, too, right? Yeah, we have, um, we have... The entire family, with the exception of Maggie, in terms of uh, like kind of those the sculptures and stuff that that are just around the ballpark. There's a photo op that I think everybody's very familiar with with Homer Simpson on a bench, and he's got his arm out. It's right behind home plate on the concourse. Yeah, picturesque opportunity. Um, our bathrooms, our uh, you know female restroom has Marge and Lisa on it. Male has Homer and Bart. Nice. Um, and even our, our kind of our font that, uh, that that we use on our jerseys is it is um, Simpsons inspired, I'll say, because we can't necessarily use Simpsons things, but right. um, we're definitely inspired by some of the, some of the Simpsons stuff. Okay, that's so awesome. Um, and then like another show that you guys were in like quite frequently that I'm a huge fan of um, was Breaking Bad. So. Obviously, you know, that was huge, um, you know, back, what was that now? Was that, couldn't, oh, yeah. was that 10 years ago? Yeah, that was, I mean, when I think Breaking Bad ended before my time with the Isotope started. So okay. definitely before 2015 is when Breaking Bad uh, probably wrapped up. But yeah, now I've got, I've got to go back and see, see all the stuff that I missed in it uh, with, with Walt wearing the, the Isotope's hat and, that's actually, I think, a uh, there's a backstory with that where he didn't tell anybody. He yeah. was just he was at a game at our ballpark. Brian Cranston, not Walter White. Right, right. Uh, was at a game, picked up an isotopes hat, and during that scene, you know, it required a little bit of a of a of, of you know sunglasses and a hat, and mm-hmm. and he just threw on the isotopes hat, and luckily, uh, you know, it, it fit our our timeline and everything, especially with some of the stuff in Better Call Saul, for instance, might not have been able to work because sure. a lot of that show was taking place prior to 2003. Right, right. That's that's definitely true. Um, and then there was, there's also a scene where Mike Ehrmantraut 
is watching an isotopes game on TV as well. Yeah. So, so what we uh, little behind the scenes stuff we did there was um, the because again it has to kind of match up to a certain time frame. So we got the people from um, the, the show to we got them the correct year for the the highlights and everything. And, okay. Um, they were really they they've been they've been fun to work with. There's there was another couple things in, in Better Call Saul too with the uh, with the air freshener dangling from the car. Yes. Yes. I actually have that above my desk in my office. Nice. Uh, I don't know if it's the right one. We had to make a few props because that's what they, they asked for it. And um, our our general manager, John Traub, and myself and our broadcaster, Justin Sushan, are huge uh, fans of the whole universe mm-hmm. there. And when Better Call Saul, people came asking for, for something. We didn't really have anything, but we were like, we'll make it. If, you, if we were putting nice tough stuff in the show, we're going to put it, we're going to make sure you have it. Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And so that, and seeing that pop up was was super super cool because I actually didn't know it was going to happen. So I was just watching oh. Better Call Saul, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> how'd you sneak that. that one by me?" <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Like, do you, I want to say like that the Isotopes are like the most prominent minor league team in pop pop culture pop cultures, excuse me, um, within, you know, probably the last decade or so, I would think, right? Um, yeah, I would, I would think that we've got to be, got to be right up there. I mean, definitely, uh, Bull Durham is always going to have sure. the, the quota market corner on the Durham Bulls and everything. Right. Um, so, but, but that, that our logo, our name, just that the whole Albuquerque isotopes and the, and the Durham Bulls, I think, are the, probably the top top two. I couldn't, off the top of my head, I can't really think of another one. Right. I was watching a Netflix show. I was home uh, sick from work, and I watched that new show where Kevin James is managing like a, a racing team. Um, and it's, it's based in Kannapolis, so they have a, he's wearing a Cannonballers shirt in that show, but that's really the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And the, the, the only other thing I can think of too, and it's, I don't know, it might be a very niche thing for the audience is, is, um, I I don't know if you're familiar with Dude Perfect, the guys on YouTube that do the trick shots and everything, they've got like 20 million subscribers and they're based in the Frisco area, so they do a lot of stuff at that ballpark down there so they get a lot of cool exposure for that too okay um but yes but again it's kind of a really smaller community and not necessarily as mainstream as a breaking bad or better call Saul. right right man certainly not the simpsons (laughs) right right exactly that is that's so awesome so this is you know a podcast about working in minor league baseball and um the main thing when you're applying to a job is in the description, other duties as assigned, right? Like everybody, pretty much everybody that listens to this podcast gets the joke. So what is the most other duties as assigned moment in your minor league baseball career? The most other duties assigned moment may have come this year, actually. Uh, We did an episode of... A, um, a food network show. I don't know. I don't know how open I can be about it. Anyway, I'll just say it's with Robert Irvine. Okay. It's about a dinner that happens to be impossible. 
So if you want to put those two together there, you'll probably figure out what the show is. Okay. Um, it was basically him just coming in and, and trying to feed. Um, we had 250 healthcare workers out on the in the picnic pavilion. We dedicated the season to our healthcare heroes and everything. Sure. And um, so I just got to spend this year, I don't know, two days scouting our locations at our ballpark with this, you know, kind of a big shot TV crew and everything. And then that day when it when it happened and he came in, uh, that was. That was super cool. It was kind of cool to see behind the scenes of, of shows like that and, and how it actually, it, it was a lot more reality TV based than I actually thought it was going to be, which I'm not, a, like, I'm not a huge fan of the Food Network, but just to not see how fake it was was very interesting. Okay. Um, there's been some other uh, other things. Um, I, I, I always go back to my first year in minor league baseball. I was in Trenton Thunder. I was with the Trenton Thunder in 2013. And Alex Rodriguez had his rehabs there, and it was like the really first few times he came back, and just being at the ballpark for hours and hours and hours, handwriting hundreds of credentials um, for anybody that wanted to come. Right. That, that was that was exhausting and a lot of work. Still in the kind of the baseball realm. I don't know if it's necessarily the other duties as a sign thing, but I mean, so many things from working with animals and and uh, you know, uh, I, uh, we have to. We had to create a uh, name for an alcoholic beverage that we're partnering with with a company to sell, and trying to figure out some baseball pun stuff and design a can. And uh, you know, it's there's so much. There's so much that I'm sure has fallen through the cracks too. That maybe uh, I choose to forget. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean. Like you said, everybody that, that listens to this knows that phrase, other duties is assigned, and it's it's God's honest truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think I think maybe there's a lot of things, trust me. Um, from working in Beloit and Williamsport and Delmarva. Um I'm trying to think. I was I was involved in a bucket brigade uh one time to empty out the the uh dugout. It was it was flooded to the brim, I guess, and uh, yeah, I do remember that. Um, actually, part of I was like, this is like two thousand and seventeen. Why are we doing a bucket brigade right now? Like, I feel like there's better ways to get this done, but apparently not. So yeah, there's and there's things like the bucket brigade, and then and then um, the very first time I heard the idea that. Uh, oh, you gotta go pick up fireworks. Yeah, I was like, that's a that's a that's like snipe hunting or something. That's not a real thing. But no, no, it absolutely is a real thing. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> and be. You get everybody from the general manager out there to the you know everybody is out there picking up these fireworks that look a lot like tobacco spit at night. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you you're very right about that. Um, I definitely don't miss doing that. Um, and you, yeah, you're like you and I, you're probably in the press box the majority of the time, right? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, cause it's kind of a timely thing. So it's not like I can just run out there and take care of that. And then, cause there's deadlines for reporters and stuff. So right. I need to get this stuff out. And, but I mean, it takes a while. Everybody's got those things. So right about around usually the time I'm wrapping up is when everybody either just got down there or what. So yeah, yeah. it's a team effort. It's. But you're in the press box and you're like, ooh, what way is the wind blowing tonight? Like, you gotta be whew, very cautious about that. But 
Yeah, when you see it blown out, it's just like, oh, that's that's just a small win for you. you know, right, right. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so what's the strangest thing that you've had to assist with during a game? Like, games games get wild, and, like, you know, fans are, are kind of crazy, and, like, things break during games. Like, what's the, what's the craziest thing that's happened during a game you've had to assist with? We were... Doing a, a uh, commercial shoot, somebody was trying to get footage of, of just a baseball game, and we the only time we can do it with fans in the stands, players on the field, was between innings. And like these ideas that we, this company had, who I'm, I'm not going, I'm definitely not going to mention them. Sure, uh, they were very nice people, but they just didn't quite get the whole logistics of everything. Sometimes it was like, all right, well, we need this. It's we needed like two minutes and thirty seconds. I'm like. Well, now we only have two minutes and 20 seconds between innings with the clock, and a lot of yep. times that's at the very most. And some of these pitchers grab the ball and go, and, and so me just trying to have to usher them off the field and be like, get off, guys, we come on. Um, it's stuff like that that is definitely falls under your job description, but it's not a daily occurrence or an every season occurrence even by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and just a lot of the... Um, I mean, the, like I said, the Food Network thing was very was very interesting to do during a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just there's some games where I uh, I'll lose track of innings or whatever because somebody's trying to film something at the ballpark, and and we've had a lot of that stuff now that Albuquerque he has um, kind of really embraced the TV and movie industry. Now it's. It might even just be like little promos for whatever, and not an actual production. But yeah, because just just assisting with that kind of stuff, and, and uh, I don't know, having to put on my big boy voice sometimes to tell these people they need like you can't do that. Right, right. There we need to wrap it up or whatever. But yeah. Um, so in Beloit, our on-field MC, I'm still very good friends with him today. He actually works. Um, for the same insurance company that I work for, so I can like message him back and forth throughout the day. Um, but he's a broadcaster and salesman by trade, and um, so he's very long winded. And he like was facing the crowd, of course, and couldn't see behind him, you know. And there are a couple times where he was still going on with the on field promotion, and I was just like. Now batting number one, <laughs> like just completely cut him off, just because he, I was I was like, dude, the guy's in the box. Come on, like, right? Yeah, and there even used to be a time when they called violations on the pitch clock and everything. Now not so much, but oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I brought I helped broadcast a game one time. That might be a, a different thing that I'm not used to. I'm not a broadcaster. Yeah, uh, but our, our broadcaster was out of town for a wedding, and uh, we needed a color guy to fill in with somebody, and so I hopped in, and that was just a lot of fun. Okay, how'd you do? I think that much. Oh, we crushed it. <laughs> we crushed it. I'm a goofball, so like it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I've known I've known the, the guy that filled in for play by play. I've known him here. He's a local Albuquerque media member, um, so I've known him for a while. So we have a good rapport, and he's kind of a goofy person too. Yeah. So. Our best, our best thing was we we weren't trying to emulate Jock Stushan. We were just trying to be ourselves, and right. And I think it turned out really well. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, by the way, 
I didn't, I've, I mean, I can't really tell you how many times I've tried to spell the name Albuquerque before, mm-hmm. um, until I was writing the notes for this, and I was just like, jeez, <laughs> like, the, this is incredibly difficult, like, if you're not, if if you're not familiar with the city like that much, you know, it's a very hard word to spell. I still have trouble with it. And it's one of those things in my head. I have to always kind of sound it out. Albuquerque. Uh, I texted uh, our GM something, some tweet idea I had the other day. I was like, Hey, what do you think of this? And I go, well, obviously I'll spell Albuquerque correctly because when I texted it to him, I misspelled <laughs> it. Uh, it's tough. It's especially when Albuquerque plays the Chihuahuas, because Chihuahuas is not an easy word to spell either. No, it's definitely not. Man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's when you... Good. Thank goodness for ABQ versus EP. Right. <laughs> yep, that, that works. <laughs> Got that one down. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, you guys have done, like, a lot of, like, awesome promotions over over time so what's the best and worst promotion that you've been a part of Hmm. and it doesn't have to be with just albuquerque right right i think the most unique promotion that we've been a part of was and it goes back to what kind of what we were talking about before we had a better call sunlight with bob odenkirk out and we put his gigantic face on these jerseys um and, like, there wasn't too much theming around it. It was just that he was there. He sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game. He signed autographs uh, for every single person that wanted an autograph. Uh, and, I mean, the, the, the selling point was his, his big mug on these jerseys that got a ton of national attention. It was on Conan. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff is cool. Um, so that might be – That's I think that's one of my favorites. I, I love the um, the mariachis, the Copa de la Versión Identity of the Isotopes. I mean – Mostly, because, I mean, we crushed it. We, we every right. every year we come out and we just we just we want to be the best at it. Yeah, and we have historically we truly have been the best. Uh, we've won both of the championships that they have. Um, uh, and it's a real testament to our front office. We have a smaller front office. There's only probably like 26 of us, and we don't have interns. We don't have like seasonal people either. It's just us full time staff and. Um, like as everybody knows that listens to this, you get so close to these people that you work with and to have that rapport with all of them to throw out ideas and not be afraid to be like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And not have to worry about somebody getting their feelings hurt is it's so nice to, to be able to deal with, with that. And, um, and just the, the brainstorming and the building off of each other's ideas and, and yeah, we, we, I mean, we've, we've made Copa our own here in Albuquerque. So that, I love the Better Call Saw. I love the Copa. Um, I was with Lehigh High Valley for, obviously they, they know how to do promotions well. Yeah. They're, they're goops in the best possible sense too. Heck yeah. Um, so the, a lot of stuff there was fun. Um, in terms of a worse promotion, like, mm, there have been some things that just haven't worked. Um, and, so that's there's no fun stories there. It's just that, you know some of them didn't move as many tickets as possible. But sure. uh, yeah, one time we wore Michael Jackson jerseys in Lehigh Valley, and I didn't like that very much. Yeah, that's it's <laughs> a bold call. I mean, they sold they sold a lot for the auction. They made a lot of money for for charity. Um, I I've just been like aesthetically, I'm not a Michael Jackson fan. 
uh, I'm not a fan of his his music. Um, I get it. I get that people like him. Right. And the jerseys, they were like, I think they were like uh, the thriller look. See, I don't even really know. Okay. Uh, just wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. I get that, honestly. So, all right. Um, and I feel like I like envy like the f- creative freedom that you guys have from what it sounds like at least um you know I've worked in front offices where you know there's a you know an older front office member and they you know that that you know has been there for so long and they're like oh we're not doing that blah 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 and you know, but like so like Beloit had its had its issues right like there was no money to do anything like you know, crappy stadium, crappy front office, you know, very small front office. But at the end of the day, I had the freedom basically to do whatever I wanted. Like, yeah, every once in a while, somebody, you know, higher up would be like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, but like, in in some other front offices that I've, that I've worked in, you know, there have been, you know, that, that one person that's just like, yeah, that's, that's too risky. Like, we, we can't do that. And, and, you know, I envy, you know, clubs like you guys that have that creative freedom and, and capitalize on it nonetheless. Yeah, it's, and sometimes it's good to have those dissenting voices of, of the guys that don't quite understand it because maybe my idea I think is so great, but maybe it's only because, I don't know, guys around our age might like this more and it's not going to appeal to the moms and dads that bring their kids to the game. Uh, which is, in the end of the day, that's right. who we're marketing towards. Yeah. Um, so it's, but I think there's, I mean, the flip side of that works too, where this could be a game where we get the younger crew out. Yeah. Uh, and not that I can think of any specific examples of either of those, but uh, it's just it's just good to have, and like I said before, good to understand and not get your feelings hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Okay. So, what, so I've ran, like, social media accounts for teams and stuff like that, and I know that, like, the messages can get super weird, so what's the weirdest social media message that you've seen while running a team account? It's so funny that this is a question. (laughs) Uh, Just the other day, we had a, uh... Just out, it was out of nowhere. It was apropos of nothing. I don't know why somebody suggested we do these certain things, uh, certain acts, if you will. Um, but uh, I'm not going to repeat them here. Oh, but it okay. was it was it was quite vulgar. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was like, hello, go do these two things. <laughs> and I liked that there were two things. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. You get, you know, it's it's you get a lot of, of you get a lot more negative messages than positive ones. Sure. And you know, it's just that's the nature of social media. Yeah. Um, there's been there's been some some uh, interesting ones. I think some of my favorite ones are the ones where people don't quite understand how a AAA team works. Yeah. And so like they'll ask to, for about tryouts and we're like, we, we don't have those. And then they get mad because they think I'm lying to them or something. Yeah, right. And no, we don't, that's not how this works. Um, we, 
couple years ago, we did a, we totally, it was a 100% blatant ripoff of Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. Mm. And we, we opened it up to mean posts because we get a, get a lot on Facebook. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, emails we got, we just saved them up. We put together like eight minute long video. It was great. And it was just us reading these things and our, talk about giving us the freedom to do whatever we wanted. It, in most part, it was our GM just okayed everything. I mean, we could we were bleeping stuff, but yeah. we were still reading them as they were. <laughs> um, and so, you know, a lot of them are kind of are, are a little funny. Uh, somebody giving our mascot crap for not wearing pants, mm. like that's funny. I don't yeah. think they really mean that meant it. I should say, right? Um, but yeah, other other things and uh, just the just the people that don't get it in terms of like what we're trying to do or how logistically things work. I think those are the, those are always the worst ones. Um, somebody said the other day we had a, we had a double header, well, we had a game um, uh, postponed and we had to reschedule it for a day that we had a giveaway already. So, it, I mean, ideally, logistically, it's not, it's not good. It's not right. what you want, but it was really the only thing we could do. Sure. Yeah. And, and so a lot of people, weren't happy with that and it, it, it is what it is but then there's people that complain and the one person said well i have to go shopping and i was like well then what are you complaining about <laughs> like yeah oh my gosh and the secret the secret is as i'm sure you know and a lot of other people know that are listening to this if somebody writes something that's a nice comment or like understanding and i'm gonna slide into their inbox and say Hey, give me a call. What can we do for you? Yeah, right, right. But when you start, you know, mfing us and saying all this other stuff, um, it's so easy to just skip over. And a lot of times, it straight up gets blocked too because we have our filters on. Right, right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've seen like a lot of like weird ones. You know, like people asking to try out for the team. You know, that kind of stuff. And then like there was one guy that kept on messaging us. And asking what the inside of the mascot costume looked like. Like, asking us to send him pictures. I thought that was super weird. Um, that's, yeah, that's concerning. Yeah, <laughs> for, right. Um, and But, like, one of the best ones I can remember, um, it actually just came up in my memories. And I sent it to our whole front office. And I was like, this is the reason we do what we do. Like, um, somebody had brought out their autistic son and they thought he was not going to have a great experience like he was going to be overwhelmed and um she she wrote us like this really long nice message on facebook like just saying like thank you to everybody like the ushers the um front office like all the concessions workers uh the mascot like all of the players that signed autographs like like, he had the best time in the world and was just like, Mom, when can we come back? And so, like, you know, like, obviously, you know, that's the reason we all do what we do. Um, but those yeah. messages are few and far between, unfortunately. Right. But that's all it takes to have a good day or a good week. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all it takes. And I'm sure whatever you guys did was just your... You didn't even probably even think twice about doing it. No. And, and then the fact that you get that, you know, a little effort can really go a long way. Our, our GM shows us these, this video at the beginning of every season. 
it's this old sales video from like the 80s about a man that runs a like a fast food shop it's a fictional fast food shop and the whole message the idea of it is is uh the phrase is give them the pickle uh where it's you know this customer asks for extra pickles and the they're like, oh, we can't do that. You know, it goes against policy, whatever. And then they, they kind of like freeze everything and cut it. It's like, just give them the extra pickles. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it not going to cost you that much. Yeah. It's not going to cost you anything personally. It really doesn't cost us anything. As long as they're not asking for the entire restaurant's worth of pickles. Right. You can give them like two or three extra pickles. <laughs> and so that's, that's how we, everybody in our office has a jar of pickles on their desk by their phone. <laughs> Um, that's awesome and so and so it's a good reminder to give them the pickle um because yeah truly it doesn't affect anything one way or the other i keep a couple baseballs in the press box um because if i see i don't know like a, a kid get shafted on getting a ball or something or yeah. whatever and or somebody else or, or like a, a lot of times it happens where like a big brother will get a ball and the little brother or little sister will have one yeah and so i just run down here you go. Right. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> it takes n- no effort, but you know what? There are going to be Ice Touch fans for a long time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I think <laughs> we're like halfway through the interview, but I think we found the title for for the episode. Give them the pickle. Give them the pickle. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of social media, what's the team social media posts that got you the most interactions or most engagement? It was a couple of weeks ago, Cody Bellinger hit a home run against us. <laughs> <laughs> that, those things blew up. But I think a lot of it, too, was because of my copy. I was like, I don't know who the Bellinger is, but he just hit a really long home run. And I knew it was going to get a lot of traction. Then he did it again a couple at-bats later. And I'm nice. like, I don't know who this guy is. And then So then you get a lot of people that don't get they're like, you don't know who Cody Bellinger is? Right. <laughs> Which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, so actually, those did really well. Um, in terms of our own stuff that's positive, um, that, a couple years ago, when we had Ryan Tapia here, and he, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Ballpark in Albuquerque, but we have the hill in center field. Okay. We're the only hill left in professional baseball. All right. It's an incredibly steep hill, I gotta tell you. Um and he made these two ridiculous catches. One, he was reaching behind his head. The other one was more of a traditional diving catch, but it happened on back-to-back plates okay. on this hill. That's 228 feet is, is our wall marker out there. So it's a, the guy's crushing these balls, and he's going, going a long way to get them and has to go up the hill. And um, I sent him over to Sports Center, and they got the number one and two play on Sports Center, nice. top 10, which was great. Uh, probably mostly because the videos did so well on Twitter. Um, those got us a lot of traction. Um, anything involving our the dog stuff that we did, um, I, me and, and a couple of other people uh, at, the, at the ballpark love love ourselves some dogs. Um, of course. And then when we needed a sponsor for our baseball cards, I was like, well, why don't we just have the players take pictures with dog? This was before it was a trend. I think they did it. I think they saw me do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I, if I may be so bold, uh, yeah. but yeah, anytime you can throw puppies and baseball players together is always going to do well, especially when you can say that all of the puppies got adopted for like the third year in a row 
That's and awesome. that we raise certain money for Animal Humane of New Mexico. Um, but one of the posts that didn't do nearly as well as I thought it should, and I still think this is travesty, and it's always going to bother me, is during that same photo shoot with the dogs, I was like, well, it would be really funny if uh, we could have Glenn Allen Hill, who was our manager at the time, um, take a picture with a spider because there's that story about way back in the day him having to go on the disabled list because he was having a nightmare about spiders, got out of bed and like ran through a glass table or something like that. I didn't it's know that. Those, it's one of those all-time baseball stories of weird injuries of like, uh, who was it, John Smoltz that tried to iron the shirt that he was oh, wearing. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and so we were actually at spring training and I was like, gee, would you do this? He goes, you get me a spider, I'll do it. And I don't think he thought I was serious because on media day, we brought two, they were called pink tarantulas. Um, just, they were just pictured tarantula and we had them crawling all over Glen Allen Hill. And the fact, like a couple people understood, like like Jason Stark gave it a retweet or something like that. was like, this is great. But like, it didn't nearly go as viral as I was hoping (laughs) it would. That's Uh, pretty clever though. got it really got it and that, yeah so that makes me very happy okay that's cool i uh, love the idea with with the dogs by the way uh my dog Bo is the unofficial mascot of the pulling tart podcast and Good. um there's there are some listeners that that say like i always look forward to hearing how Bo is doing um during the podcast he he was adopted from the animal shelter as well um right. I've told this story probably like, you know, a dozen times on this podcast, but I was at the Video TX conference in St. Louis when my wife, then girlfriend, um, adopted him from the animal shelter. So I had no say in it whatsoever. Um, but he, he is cute and he is good most of the time. Um, and very he's good all of the time. I'm sure I don't know who he is. I've never met him, but I know he's the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's very spoiled, is what he is. So, um, but but yeah, shout out to you guys for raising so much money for New Mexico Humane Society and all that. So, and and I did check out those um, those pictures, like the the cards mm-hmm. with the dogs. Awesome, like they're great, like home run all the way. It's awesome. And it's a great, it, it was also too a great way, it, it was, it had a, a double whammy effect of where it's media day, so it's usually the first day that these players are in Albuquerque. It's their first day in a city. It's their first aggravation yeah. to a new team. And instead of sticking a bunch of cameras in their faces, I could be like, oh, by the way, before we stick cameras in your faces, go out to the field and play with uh, 30 puppies. Right, right. <laughs> oh, twist my arm a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So, at the AAA level, I can. So let's let's back up a little bit. Do you think you're missing out on any experiences only working in double and triple A? Like you you didn't hit the single A market at all. Yeah, that's a that's a great question that I don't think anybody has ever asked Ooh. me before. Um, I only worked in single I, A, so. <laughs> and I and but and I know I know the answer is yes though because. There are so many things that so many people do in the AAA level, or I'm sorry, the single A level, that 
you know, here it's a, probably a little bit more laser focused. My job would be on like on, on the PR and the media relations and mm-hmm. the baseball info. Um, we're, you know, we're still doing a lot at AAA level, but we're at the single A level, you're probably doing marketing and community relations and, uh, you know, you're probably picking up the phone and making some sales calls too. Yep. Uh, so I, the, the really good thing that, uh, my experience in Trenton though, was that they gave us experience in a lot of different departments. Oh, okay. So I know what stadium ops goes through. I know. Uh, you know, I was on the field for the promotions and, you know, I wore that mascot costume more times than I cared to count. Yep. Um, and so they gave us a, a good, well-rounded thing. And I, I think no matter what level you're at in minor leagues, if you're at it long enough, you still, you still get that appreciation. You still understand, but there's something different sure. about actually being able to do it. Right. And, um, so in terms of missing out, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I, God, I respect the hell out of it. Any, anybody that works in minor league baseball to begin with, but that single A stuff has got to be extra challenging. Right, right. So what I was getting at was, I can only really imagine this at the AAA level because I never was up there. But what's the weirdest interaction that you've had with a fan? Hmm. <laughs> um. Somebody asked me for my autograph once. Hmm. Actually, this just happened. This just happened. Weirdest interaction I had with a fan was during this 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 game that got postponed that I just mentioned uh, earlier. He, um, I'm in the press box. I'm finishing up doing my um, post game summary of of the non game. So you know we're resuming it here or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, one of our like our game day staff comes it knocks on the press box door, comes in and says, "There's somebody out here that wants to know." they can talk to the organist. And I was like, they went home. This is, this is like an hour after we banged the game. By the you, way. Ha- you have a real organist? We do. Oh, yeah. okay. Awesome. Yeah. We got a couple guys that are on a, a rotation. That, nice. Um, they come in and it's great having a real organist at the ballpark. Nice. Um, so I was like, you can tell him he left, but if, uh, if he wants to talk to me, I'm happy to talk to him. And I didn't think anything of it, but 30 seconds later, he's like, yeah, guy wants to talk to you. <laughs> and I come outside, and it's, yeah, and the guy's with his daughter, and um, I could tell he was having a, an okay time in the suite. Yeah, uh, right. Probably a couple adult beverages. Um, sure. And he asked if the organist could play, take me out to the ball game, because it, obviously the game didn't start, and he wanted his daughter to hear it, and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, the organist went home. And he's like, so you can't play it? I'm like, I can't play the organ. <laughs> uh, he was like, oh, man, like, you know, we paid so much money for these tickets. And, and uh, I'm like, well, you know, they're good for the rest of the season. You can come back and, and do whatever. Like, sure. you know, I, I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's asking for all this other stuff and, and that we, we, we legitimately can't do. Or I, he's asking for pickles that we don't have. I can't give him those pickles. <laughs> but what I do is, I like I said earlier, it's, it's all coming back. I have a couple baseballs, and he mentioned that he had two daughters there, so I give his daughter, she's probably eight years old, both baseballs, and I say, make sure you give them to see your sister, too. You don't get two of them. Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, man, that's it? Oh, my and gosh. And if his daughter wasn't there, I think we would have had a very different conversation from that point forward. Yeah. But I was like, 
yeah, man. <laughs> I, that's it. There's only so much I can do. So that was a really weird. Oh, and then that's when he asked if I could sign them for them, and I'm like, I'm nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you don't my, I, what, am I, what am I supposed to do here? Um, so that was that's I think the most recent one. There's some there's some fans that get a little I don't know fanboy I guess in terms of like being like oh man working in minor league baseball must be super cool that you just kind of smile and move on with but right but that one that guy the other day was very weird. I had never like signed a baseball until so I had this is funny. I had to go to a player appearance, and one of the players didn't show up. And um, I was just like, well, we said that there were going to be two players, only one of them showed up, and the one guy, um, he's still... So, like, he took a break from baseball and played some college football, and now he's back in baseball. He's actually... um, in double A on the Wichita wind surge right now. And he's killing it. Um, BJ Boyd. And he was just like, he's just like, dude, Bob, like you got, you got to pretend to be a player. I was like, BJ, do I look like a baseball player to you? And he's like, he's like, no, but you got to roll with it, man. And I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll put on the Jersey and I'll pretend like I'm a baseball player. And I was signing, I was signing autographs. And I am like five foot eight on a good day, right? And like, you know, a little, a little, a little chunky. And you know, I I played soccer all growing up, but this was, you know, obviously eight years after playing. You know, after I had been done playing soccer, and um, people were starting to ask me like what position I played, and I was just like, oh, I didn't think this all the way through. And um, BJ, who was an all-star and he's been at the triple a level now but he uh, he was just like oh you never heard of this guy he's our top prospect he's a catcher and he's like he's like you do not want to want to get in front of you know when he's trying to throw somebody out at second base and he was just talking me up and so i was just like dude you're making this worse like why are you doing this like But I had never, I never knew how hard it was to sign a baseball until that moment. Yeah, it's especially if if there's multiple on there, um, because we there's a few people uh, with the ice tubs that are um, legally allowed to sign Orbit's autograph. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it always has to look the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that went to the Supreme Court that we're allowed to do that. Sure. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> and so, yeah, when there's a couple of things on there, it's just there's no good way to, to, to you know, work your magic and, and write on that. So I, I give you the greatest prospect now in, in history. Yeah. Uh, all the credit for being able to do that. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> So, I don't know how it works at the AAA level, but 
I'm gonna assume you're on the you're on the tarp crew, right? So, yeah. do you have yeah? Do you have any? Minor league baseball, everybody's on the tarp crew. I've yeah. I've been I've I've had a nagging injury for a while, so I've been off of it for quite a bit. But okay, I mean back in the day, I was you know I'm down there with everybody else, so I'm well aware of tarp. All right, do you have any wild tarp stories? I mean, this is the pulling tarp podcast, right? So I don't know if they're. I've seen I've seen people get run over by the thing. Um, Mm. I've seen people get stuck under it. I've gotten stuck under it. Uh, but the worst, the worst situations are Albuquerque was pretty bad here because I, I don't know why it was here so so bad. But the, there's a lot of black widows that live back there. Oh, okay. And so that's just I I don't deal with spiders. I don't like any of that stuff, and especially those kind that can actually really mess you up. Yeah, no, uh, not on that. I think I think we've done a pretty good job of, of eradicating them. But uh, when I was in Memphis, I was in Memphis for a year, and Memphis is almost the exact opposite of Albuquerque, where Albuquerque is at elevation. Memphis is almost below sea level, basically, and we're right on the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it rains and there's that standing water on the tarp, it's like a cloud of mosquitoes and flies. That just have now lived there overnight. They think that this is their new home that they're going to live at. Right. Um, and so the amount of bugs I have swallowed uh, trying to pull that tarp in Memphis, because when it when it's weighed down, I mean everybody knows that's the worst. The overnight of just and then you're just yanking and huffing and puffing, and then uh, they just go they just go right in your mouth. Yikes! It's not fun. Uh, yeah, the, um, you know, I've uh, pulled somebody out from underneath the actual roller was interesting, but I don't have, there's not, there's not a ton, ton of fun stuff. Just, just, uh, I left my, it's not fun. My shoes (laughs) in my car one time, uh, and I totally forgot that they were there. And I guess we were on the road for a little bit and I came back and I was like, I gotta get a new car now. Because <laughs> it's funny. that tarp smell. It's the only way I can describe it. It is the smell of wet tarp. Yeah. Do you travel with the team? Uh, no, I do not. I, I am stuck. Well, not stuck, but, you know, I, uh, I I stay here in Albuquerque. We're actually playing right now. We have a doubleheader right now, but um, my number two is covering the game, so I can be on this fine program. Oh, man. Wow! Thanks, thank you for for taking the time out of your busy day. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, it's I like this stuff. This is this is the, this is the fun this is the fun <laughs> side of everything. Oh, every side is the fun side of it. Side of the hours, right. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I I don't try. I've gone I've gone on the road with them a couple times um, for opening day and random trips just to see stadiums and right and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, there's, there's just a lot to do here because, you know, unlike a big league team where they've got four people in a PR department and then four other people doing social and then, you know, three graphic designers, we've got two, one and a half people right, doing, right. doing all of that at the yep. AAA level. So, yeah, yeah. stay here and hold down, down in the office. Yeah, I get it. Um, so... 
I think you're you're going to be the first person to actually break news on the Pulling Tart podcast. I understand that you have some 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 big news to share with the Tarp crew. Um, yeah, yeah, go go for it, man. Uh, I'm yours. honored. I'm honored to be the person to break to break news first. Um, and it's super exciting. I mean, if PSPN doesn't have a hold of this already, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but um, yeah, as of a, a couple days ago, uh, my time in minor league baseball is going to be coming to an end because uh, I'm going to I'm going to be joining our major league affiliates communications department and heading to the Colorado Rockies. Nice. Man, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, um, I can't like excitement, uh, nervousness, uh, all in one. I, it's still really hard to describe how it feels. Um, it's something I've been working forever to try to do, yeah. and uh, to have it be with the Rockies, uh, you know, my, my affiliate for the last six years, uh, with people in the department I already know, uh, with players I already know, with media I already know. Um, in the city I really like, it's just, it's, it is the perfect storm and, uh, I'm, I'm very excited, but at the same time, I'm going to miss my people here in Albuquerque, but sure, but they're still, they're still going to be here. That's still the AAA affiliate of the Rockies for the next 30 years or whatever. Right. We're signed up for. That's, so, am- yeah, that's amazing. Excited. So, so you're done with the tarp is what you're saying. I'm done with the tarp. All right. And you will be joining uh, former Pulling Tart podcast guest Shelby Cravens in yeah. uh, in Denver as well. So, um, yeah, and she's you... actually the one that gave me the call and, and gave me the good news. Um, we we've been friends for a while, and much more than I think more than you know some some peers. We've we've really gotten to be friendly, and and uh, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's just a perfect situation, and I couldn't be I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, that is so exciting, man! Congratulations again. Um, and thank you for for sharing that on the Pulling Tart podcast. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to tell, especially the people that I know the audience for this, so I know that sure that they'll they'll all be they'll all be happy for for me and and uh, you know yeah I mean there are to the, to the show happens for more than people than just the players right there are plenty of people that you know work in minor league baseball for their entire life and never even you know, sniff at like a major league opportunity. Some of them don't even want it, but it's, it's nice to have the option. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right there. Some people are, are more than content with where they are because, you know, they've established lives here. They've got families here and, and, or wherever they are. And and that's what they, that's what they want. And that's, and that's more than okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was just, I was just ready to, to move on. Plus like I was, uh, I mentioned to a lot of people. I already own a lot of purple, so it was a great. It's a great transition. All right, that that's so awesome for you, and super excited for you. Um, you you know, we'll we'll keep in touch for sure. Um, as you as you go to Denver and uh, start this new journey, man. Yeah, th- yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, gotta check out. I gotta check out the cheesesteak scene. In Denver. Yeah, yeah. So that bring that's the next question, man. So you're from Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, and I, you know, you have the Pennsylvania license plate right behind you. Yeah. Um, not anybody else can see that except for me. But um, so you know, back right here. There you go. There you go. An Eagles hat. All right. 
um, you know, when Shelby's episode came out, like you, you shot me a message and, and said like, Hey dude, love, love the podcast. You know, Shelby's awesome. Also, um, I'm from Pennsylvania, love cheesesteaks, um, and Philly sports. So, um, this was a great podcast, which I certainly appreciate. Um, so what makes a good cheesesteak? I just like how you also kind of just summed up my life there in just a little bit of a nutshell. It's like, well, oh, it's yeah, my life like too. Baseball, so, baseball, <laughs> uh, you like Philly sports, you like cheesesteaks. That's it. You're, <laughs> you've said all there is to say about me. <laughs> what makes a good cheesesteak? You have to put. Everybody's going to say the bread because they think that's the right answer. Yeah, I don't. I agree. It's a big part of it, but uh, I think you got to put the right cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of. My favorite cheesesteak in the Philadelphia area was this place called Mama's Pizzeria. It was in Ballot Kinwood. It wasn't even in the city limits of Philadelphia. Okay. This place had creepy clown pictures on the wall. I hated it inside there. It was horrible. <laughs> but their cheesesteaks were so good because not only did they use the right bread, the, uh, they chopped the steak really finely and thinly, and it wasn't that those long cuts that you'll see at, like, Pat's. Yeah. Um, and they, their cheese blend, they use three cheeses. They use shredded American, shredded mozzarella, and shredded provolone. And put Ooh, all okay. I think those are. Now, mozzarella is a little bit. I'm a little iffy on that one. Uh, yeah. But that was great. I think everybody. There's some. There's some stigma about American cheese, and I don't understand why. I think it works perfect on a cheesesteak. It melts great. I mean, yeah. you're in. You're not very good. You're not being very health conscious if you're eating a cheesesteak to begin with. So why not slather it with American cheese? It's slightly less messy than your Whiz, which is an also acceptable cheese. Yep. Um, and yeah, the, there's there's got to be a good soggy to solid ratio for the bread too. I don't want it. I don't want it to be like that too hard roll that you're kind of going to get sometimes at some places. Yeah. Um, but it's still got to be that Amarosa type quality roll. Sure. Sure. I get it. And every, yeah, and, 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 you know, the thing everybody, they, they add all Patrick or Tony Luke's or whatever. Nope. And like, well, Tony Luke's is, is if you're going to get a name brand one, you got to, that's what I would suggest. Yeah. But my answer is always the same. It's, you got to go to the local pizza place on the corner. It doesn't matter what it's called. It's every, every neighborhood has one. It's that local pizza place where there's a man that probably weighs closer to 300 pounds on there with the grill, leaning over it. He's been there for 25 years, hasn't cleaned the grill in 25 years. <laughs> uh, yes. And you get a little bit of his sweat mixed into to everything. That Those are those are the best, yeah. hands down, in my opinion. I think those are those are going to be the ones that you're, you can never go wrong with. Yeah. My, my favorite, um, you know, is, is in my hometown of Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and it's from Joe's Pizza, and they make the bread from the dough of that they make their pizzas from. Um, okay. And so I I usually get provolone on mine, um, but American is good as well. Um, and I and I get fancy with it, man. I get lettuce and tomato on there as, as well. Lots of cheesesteak hoagie. Well, it's not okay. even like a regular cheesesteak. Yeah. I think in my mind those are two different things. Oh, okay. All right. Well. That's the way I like it, man. It's but um, because I'll even go, I'll go, I'll go mushrooms if I if I'm yeah. feeling fancy. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably the fanciest I get. I think I think mushrooms, fried onions. Even though I'm not I'm not a fried onion guy, but I understand why people like them. Sure. Uh, 
I think those might be the only two acceptable things. I could you can might be able to talk me into peppers. Okay, I like uh, I like the peppers. Lettuce yeah. and tomato. I think I think that's more of like a cheesesteak hoagie than it is an actual cheesesteak. Uh, also, I think if you put pizza sauce on it, it's perfectly acceptable and delicious. There there is a place um, that you know in it's really in the boonies in in Sullivan County, Pennsylvania, um, that does put pizza sauce on it. I think that's a New York thing. Is 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 what they do up there, but um, it's okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, big cheesesteak. Well, I, I want a cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what's the cheesesteak scene like there in Albuquerque? Oh, it's not great. Yeah, it's uh, a place opened up here that you know. Every I think every cheesesteak gimmick is. We're truly from Philly, so it's going to make it work. And they just don't. It's it's like a, it's that it's the bread's not right. It's the long uncut, unchopped uh, steak, um, yeah. and they're throwing green chili and uh, you know gouda and stuff on it. And I'm like, what? No. Yeah, that's no. not. Uh, man. Yeah, I mean, in Wisconsin, they didn't have anything close to a good cheesesteak, so I get it. Um, I, honestly, Jersey Mike's makes a pretty okay cheesesteak. They do. You're you're absolutely you're you're right about that. Actually, it's weird to say, but yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty spot on for for like a name brand like like you know chain cheesesteak. That's that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'm with you on that for sure. Um, so what are your hopes for the Eagles this season? Uh, well, I just hope everybody has fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my hopes for my hopes for the Eagles are. I don't want them to be out of it right away. I'm not expecting this to be a playoff team, but I I don't want them to start off 0 three or 0 four, or whatever you know, something like yeah. that. Um, I think it's important. I know that it's so weird to say that some some of these key guys don't get hurt. Um, but to have Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager with Jalen Hurts be able to actually play a good amount of games early on together, yeah, uh, I think is is super super important to figure out what their dynamic is because I mean they're two smaller guys in mm-hmm. for the NFL in wide receiver that you're probably going to play on the outside for right. a little bit, especially if you're keeping Hurts and Goddard who act as basically slot receivers more so than tight ends mm-hmm. um i just i think you got to see what you have and so that early that early stuff is going to be really important um but it you know if they sneak in as, as like a wild card team i would be super shocked i love the addition of ryan kerrigan on defense i know he's old and not super exciting but i think he's like uh, kind of like a key piece that they were they were missing a little bit yeah I I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I, I just hope that they make something out of it. You know, um, hopefully, you know, make the playoffs. But you know, at least it, let let's just yeah, let's make something out of it for sure. As um um, it's hard to follow um like how the reports on Nick Sirianni or you know the new coordinators and everything, but. Uh, yeah, I just so realistically a playoff team, maybe, probably not. 
Although yeah. if the Giants keep retiring like they're doing in camp, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Especially if Dak gets hurt again. Um, I never want to see, even even if they're Cowboys, uh, I never want to see a guy like Dak go down like sure. last year. Yeah. But, I mean, if he does... <laughs> Then we have a shot, yeah. I get you. <laughs> um, so what do you think the Sixers should do with Ben Simmons? Um, I've always been a big, a big Ben Simmons guy. Okay. I, I hate that we've come to this situation because he's just so good. Like, you watch as much Sixers as I did the past few years. Uh He's his speed with the ball is just like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean a seven foot point guard um, doing some of the stuff he does, um, but I understand at the same time that it's really hard for him and Embiid to coexist together. Right. But I'm but I'm glad that I'm glad they haven't traded him yet when his value's at an all time low. Uh, I mean, you still look at. They're like, oh, he had such a such terrible playoffs and everything, and it's like he still averaged like sixteen, eight, eight. Right. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know he's got to shoot better than thirty percent at the line or whatever it was he was doing. Yeah, he's um, a liability at the line for sure. But I mean, they prove they they've proven that at least they can make it slightly far in the playoffs they can make they can be a number one seed in a mm-hmm. conference that has the bucks and the nets in it yeah uh so i'm not i'm not ready to completely get rid of him yet or give up on him yet sure if there's a situation where somehow you can get dame mm-hmm. for simmons and maybe not too much more right i still don't really want to give up too too much more right uh i because i love maxi uh and yeah I love Thibault, and I don't want. I don't want. I don't have to give them up. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, I get the the benefits of having a shooter out there as opposed to Simmons. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really like backwards. Like we have we have a center that's out there shooting threes, and then and then we have a point guard that's you know posting up and trying to get to the hole. It's like it's backwards, but in some ways that's good. Yeah, it's because because you can't really game plan for what they do. Because mm-hmm. even when they, you know, they're playing well, they have odd rotations and interesting game plans. And I mean, look at how Curry played in the um, playoffs. I mean, he was just crushing yeah. towards the end of that Hawks series. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Tobias Harris. I think he gets a bad rap too because he's got that max contract. But I right. hate when people give players a hard time because of their contracts much like how ryan howard was looked at towards the end of his phillies career yeah well it's not his fault you would have signed for that much money too right (laughs) right no i i do like tobias harris and i do like seth curry um Mm -hmm. but but yeah we'll we'll see what what the future holds for for simmons if we could get an all-star caliber player um like a dame um you know with giving like maybe another draft pick or you know something like that yeah. that'd be nice but but the NBA is so, yeah, it's so hard too because you got to do the salary matching and like even though Simmons is making so much money Dame's making more right uh, uh it's wild yeah that's for sure 
But um, I do, I do like that they're that Maury seems to be bringing it back, like what because Danny Green's back, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and they brought Furcon back. I love me some Furcon Corkmoss. I do too, man. He he's good. He's he's yeah, a good I mean, shooter too. The same starting five from a year ago when they were the number one seed. I'm I'm okay with that. Right, right. Yeah, I don't hate it. That's for sure. So yeah. Kevin, I'm just glad they didn't panic. Yeah, right, right. Me too. Um, I still think they get rid of Simmons, though. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think it's probably inevitable, but again, I, I want them to get some value for it. And sure. I think I think if, if, if you start the season with them, that's not the worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, Kevin, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, they they can find me on Twitter. I'm at bkevcollins. Uh, I'm not a not a big poster there. Uh, uh, I think it's the same handle on Instagram. Maybe Decap Collins as well. Um, yeah, but it's it's uh, it's good easier now that I have a a new a new <laughs> role. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, coming up, so so yeah, that's where if they want to if they want to find me, that's where they can find me. I'll probably be posting some nice pictures of. Philly, because that sounds like it's going to be my first road trip. Ooh, okay. Like, kind of wow. the stars perfectly aligning. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, just best of luck, you know, moving forward. I know you got a lot of life changing, um, things to figure out there. Um, as to like where you're gonna live and and all and what you're gonna be doing and all that kind of stuff. So, right. um. But during your minor league baseball career, what has been your favorite walk-up song, and whose was it? It is Rafaeli Noah's, or not Rafaeli Noah, Rafael Ortega's. Uh, Rafael Ortega, when I was in Memphis, he always let off the game, and I don't know what the song is, I can't tell you what the song is, but it just started with these three trumpet blasts that were just so much fun. Like I don't know, I'm not doing it any justice. <laughs> it was just, it just made me happy. And every time, uh, I have a, I have a friend now that works for the Cardinals. Um, he was actually my boss in Memphis, who works for the Cardinals. Um, and uh, Ortega was just playing St. Louis when he was with um, Chicago, and he sent me a picture of his of the video board, and I just responded with the trumpets. Because I don't know, I don't know why it just has stuck with us. <laughs> um, that's that's probably my favorite. Um, the uh, um, Tyler Henson, uh, the career AAA guy, uh, when I was in Lehigh Valley, came out to uh, "Fat Bottom Girls" by Queen. Okay, and I was like, "That's a that's an awesome song." To yeah, come out to. It's like not really something you think about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, my style of music doesn't cross over a lot with what, uh, what a lot of these younger guys are coming out to, so it is what it is. Okay. Well, we'll... Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, I'm walking out to hip hop or, uh, or, or, uh, country or some Christian stuff. Um, my style of music probably doesn't translate very well to a walkout song. Well, that's okay. Um, but yeah, we'll probably close this out with fat bottom girls um and there is a playlist on spotify pulling tart podcast walk up playlist um you know you can find that um 
But yeah, I'll add that, and uh, we'll ride out with the with the Fat Bottom Girls. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> fat Bottom Girls make the world go round. Uh, I I do agree with that. So, <laughs> um, Kevin, thank you so much for for taking the time out of a double header nonetheless to come onto the Pulling Tart podcast. And best of luck, you know, with your future and the you know joining the Colorado Rockies organization and your move to Denver. Thank you so much. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and, and I really appreciate that, too. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Take me home tonight. Oh, down beside your red light. Oh, and you give it all you got. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world You've listened to the Pulling Tarp Podcast, distributed by Stoveleg Media. Make sure you check out our page at stoveleg.com to learn more about Bobby and the rest of the show. Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.